0: Today, on Grace to the Hearers, with Pastor Eric Kluth.
1: Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So the things that you are seeing, those are just temporary. But the things that you're thinking of above, those are eternal. So think of things that are above. Paul also wrote, says, set your mind on things above and not on things on the
0: earth. Distractions abound in this world, and we can easily find our focus shifted from God to that which is tugging at us here on earth. Pastor Eric reminds us today to keep our eyes on Jesus and on the big picture of his message spreading to all the world. When we focus on Jesus, the world will see him through us. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message entitled... Lessons from Samaria, part one. What is the big
1: deal about Samaria? I said that the Jews were prejudiced towards the people of Samaria. Well, what is the big deal with Samaria? Well, some history background, why the Jews avoided this area, is because in the time when the Babylonians came in to conquer Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel, they captured almost everyone. They took almost everyone back with them to Babylon, okay? Except those who were the lowest class of society. They didn't want to take them because they didn't want the lowest class of society to come in into Babylon. They didn't want them, so they said, you guys are staying here, we're taking everybody else. And so you have this lower class of people staying in the land, and guess what they did? Over time, they started intermarrying with other people of the land. Okay, and then they started to adopt their style of worship, And so the Jews who were left intermarried with the Gentile people and interweaved pagan superstition into their beliefs. These people were founded in the law of Moses, okay? That's where their foundation was at. But when the rest of the tribe was gone, they started to adopt in different beliefs. And so they had a buffet of beliefs, in a sense. A little bit of this, a little bit of this. And so they started having children, and guess what? They formed their own region and that is Samaria, okay? And so the Samaritans, in the eyes of the Jews, were half-breeds. Half-breeds. They were even worse than the Gentiles to them, because they had the root, they had the foundation, but they went away from that foundation to adopt the pagan views. And so they didn't want anything to do with these people. They were like, in a sense, just outcasts. They would cross the Jordan River twice to get away from these people. Pretty intense, huh? So Jesus had to go through Samaria simply because of this reason. They needed to hear about him. That's why Jesus Christ went into Samaria, because they needed to hear about him. Because here they have started to hear the promises of God through the law of Moses. And so God says, You know what? Jesus, I need you to go there to reveal yourself to them. And Jesus was obedient. He went. He had to go. And so Jesus wanted all men to hear about him, no matter where they lived or even their living status, where they were at in life. Remember, these were the low-class people of society, the poor of the poor, the dirty, the people that you feel uncomfortable because they're just in a rough spot of life, But Jesus Christ looked past that because he was obedient about his father's business and he knew by the Spirit of God, I truly believe that he needed to go so that they could hear about him, about being the Lamb of God. And so, as I mentioned earlier, the word prejudice comes to mind to me with the thought process of the Jews towards the people of Samaria. Prejudice can mean an unfavorable opinion or feeling formed beforehand, or without knowledge, thought, or reason. Any preconceived opinion or feeling, either favorable or unfavorable. Now, most often, man links the word prejudice to an ethnic group. I mean, at least in my opinion, I, I see whenever I hear the word prejudice, I think, "Oh, do they not like that group of people?" You know. Maybe I'm just so simple-minded, I don't know, but that's what I usually link the word prejudice to. But the thing is that looking at the definition of what prejudice is, in one way or another, most people are prejudiced in some way. Some way, somehow, okay? Yes, maybe it's towards a race of people, but usually it's something, a thing, a place, a region of land, it can even be a store, you know, where you don't want to go. It's a place or thing, or maybe you're prejudiced towards something that you like, and you won't have anything else but that. Maybe that's coffee. OK? For me, I guess I'm a little prejudiced towards Starbucks, because I I love Starbucks. It's not that I like what they stand for, but I like their coffee. OK? Whatever. (laughs) The point being, though, is that we have that prejudice. You know, if you're looking at the definition, we all have that prejudice feeling towards something. Maybe, though, you guys, you are prejudiced towards people. I don't know. But the flesh of man is usually prejudiced towards something, somewhere or someone in life. And I mentioned earlier, for me, I'm... (laughs) I'm prejudiced towards a certain store. I don't like going to Walmart. And if you work at Walmart, I'm sorry, but I just don't like going there, okay? For me personally, I don't know why. It's that unreasonable thought, right? That stupid thought. I have a preconceived opinion of unfavorableness towards Walmart. And that's stupid, but that's just, I have this thing, uh, this opinion, and and I'd rather go to Safeway and pay the extra dollar to buy my groceries. (laughs) I'm just being real, okay? This is just being real, okay? (sighs) Okay, I got that off my chest. (laughs) It's goofy and stupid, but it's a form of prejudice, okay? And I must not have that, and we'll see why here in a second, okay? But the point being is that man puts borders around everything. We put borders around everything. I only go there, or I don't go there. I interact with this group of people, and I don't interact with that group of people. I don't go to that country. I only stay in this country. The list could go on and on, (laughs) right? But what if we didn't see borders? What What if we didn't see borders? What would it look like if we were led by God's spirit in everything we did everywhere we went and everybody that we interacted what would that look like you know it would be amazing it'd be powerful i don't even think we have the words to describe what it would be like well i do it would be like jesus (laughs) jesus didn't have these borders he had to go to samaria and he took his disciple he took his crew with him and I'm sure that they felt uncomfortable, which we will see hopefully next week. But we don't know. We could be in chapter 4 for the rest of the year. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the point being is that God does not have borders. God is everywhere. So check out what the Lord says through the Jeremiah the prophet. It says this, Can anyone hide himself in secret places? So I shall not see him, says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth? says the Lord, here's the thing you guys, there is no borders, there is no restraints of God, God is everywhere, and you can't hide from God, God is present, he's even in the places where you don't want to go, and guess what that means to me, God is even in (laughs) Walmarts, he's there, and so we must not be concerned with borders, and we need to go wherever the spirit leads us to go, and so wherever God is telling you to go, go, because he's going to do something great and mighty. The Apostle Paul, you guys, lived his life this way. He was led by the Holy Spirit. An example of this is found in Acts chapter 16, when the Holy Spirit forbid Paul to go to Asia. Paul wanted to go to Asia to spread the gospel, but the Holy Spirit said, No, I want you to go to Macedonia. And so instead of following through with his own desires, his own thoughts, he then says, okay, I'm heeding your counsel, I'm humbling myself, and I'm going to now heed the direction of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to Macedonia. And don't you know that God did amazing work in Macedonia? And I would encourage you to read that this week. See what God did. Don't take my word for it. Dive into the word yourself and study it yourself. But people came to faith in Jesus Christ." There is no borders with God. Example for me in the past few days, I took my family to Mexico, to the orphanage. Now, some people might think I'm crazy taking my children, who range from the ages of 10 to the age of 2, to a foreign country. It's not safe. They might get sick. They could get kidnapped. All these things could happen. They weren't even saying anything about my wife, but the concern is my children. The thought process behind this is is that, you know, there's that restriction by man. Don't take your family across the border. It's insane. Don't do it. Now, I thought personally that I was going down to celebrate a birthday of one of the girls. Her name is Denise. Okay, she's turning 15, and 15 in the Mexican culture is a big deal. Okay, and so she doesn't have a family. And so the Lord just led us to go down there to celebrate with her for her birthday, right? Just to go show her the love of Christ and to take her gifts. And that was our thought process, huh? We thought we were going to Mexico just for that. It's just a simple trip. Overnight, come back. But God had more. God had so much more, you guys. And God (laughs) started with me. What do you mean? He had more for me. Because I've been battling with my asthma. And so I've even gone to the doctor many times because it's just been such a pain, you know, and, and just seeking, okay, what do I do? Get rid of this thing, you know? And so going down there, one of the ladies down there, The pastor, Pastor Artulo, said, hey, she's been known, the Lord has blessed her sometimes with the gift of healing. And God just put it on my heart, ask her for prayer. Okay. She prayed over me, you guys. And, you know, I believe that God is healing me, or he has healed me. You know? (laughs) And as powerful as that is, God didn't stop. Then all of a sudden, these girls came in, and this woman who was battling with drugs for 20 years left her husband of abuse and came to the orphanage where her daughter's at and says, God does not want me in there anymore and I've come back. And a week ago, she accepted Christ as her savior. And then, praise God. And then on while we're down there, She's asking to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The same thing that Jesus said that he offers in Acts chapter one. He brings the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so here this woman is saying, I want that power. I want his, I want to be overfilled with his Holy Spirit and I want him to fill, overflow my life. And so Pastor Artula goes, Pastor, you pray for her. I'm like, okay. So I thought I was going down for a birthday party, you know. But here I'm praying for this woman, and she receives the Holy Spirit, and she is just like overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And then Pastor Artulo says, Hey, pray for this girl. And I'm like, What's going on? She doesn't know Jesus. Share the gospel with her. She's been in orphanages her whole life. And you could tell by her spirit, you know, she was just, there's anger and there's no joy. And so we sit down and start sharing the gospel, and she receives Christ. And then two other girls come, and they sit down, and he goes, they want to hear too. I'm like, okay, what time is dinner at, you know, because... I mean, this is getting later in the hour. Well, there is no time frame in Mexico. Let me just throw that out right now, okay, which is fine. It's a little uncomfortable for us Americans, but down there, it's all good. And I'm learning that that's all good, okay, not to always be so rigid, which we need to be not. Anyway, so I share the gospel with these two other girls, and they receive Christ. And so it's like, you guys, it is just amazing, right? Right. So God is just doing this huge thing, but if I would have just stayed back and I would have been afraid to go over the border, God wouldn't have been able to use me for that blessing and my family. Not only that, then my son Landon, okay, he's running around with one of the neighborhood girls, not even one of the girls at the orphanage, and she's a little, how do you think, she's three years old. Okay, she's staying with her grandma. She doesn't have any other siblings, no other brothers. She has never had a brother. And here's my son carrying her on her shoulders, playing with her. And her grandma says to Nicole, this is huge for her. She's like, your son has really ministered to my granddaughter. And so here my son thought he was going down to eat cupcakes. But yet God had a plan for him. And so, God (laughs) did an amazing work. And as I'm sitting in the chair, Pastor Artulo, not even, it wasn't even crossing my mind, but he looks at me, he goes, this is why God brought you here. This is why God brought you here. And so I thought I was going, again, for that birthday party. But it wasn't. God had more for us. That's the point, you guys. We must not look at life with the lens of flesh when we look through the lens of flesh, we see borders, we see restrictions. But we must not look at life through those lenses. We need to look through the lens of Christ. I don't—it's not familiar to me because I wanted to go. We, as believers of Jesus Christ, we should not have borders or restrictions stopping us to do the work of God. Why? Because God indwells you. Because there are no borders or restrictions with God. If there is no restrictions with God and He indwells you, then we must be open to wherever He wants to take you. Because how much are you missing because you are hung up with your flesh and not being led by the Holy Spirit? How much do we miss when we are hung up on ourselves? For me personally, I know that I've probably missed a lot. And that's breaks my heart but god is a graceful god and he's a merciful god and today he's given me a new opportunity to not miss out on those opportunities and yeah i've missed out because of my stupid flesh and because of my own prejudice but god again he is so merciful so forgiving and i just praise him because i know that my heart's desires i don't want to miss these things anymore I don't want to miss where God is wanting to use me potentially to ministry. As I said on Wednesday night, there's nothing by chance. And so whatever God puts you and wherever he takes you, look for the blessings of God. Look for the reason why you're there. Because there's a reason why God has you there and a reason why you're talking to that person. So how does one go about being led by the Holy Spirit? Well, first thing is, you guys, is, this is the major thing, is that you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you can't be led by Him, because you don't know Him. But He wants you to know Him, and today is the day of salvation. If you don't know Him, just submit to Him and just say, You know what, I don't fully understand you, but you know what? I believe that You are Lord, I believe that You died on the cross for my sins, and I believe that God, You raised Him from the dead, and I'm willing to repent from my sins and put my faith into You, O God. And leave the transformation to Jesus. He will then start working in your life. After you've received Christ, now it's being filled with the Holy Spirit, overflowing. Because once you accept Jesus, His Spirit indwells you, but now it's the overflowing of the Holy Spirit. And that's the baptism that Jesus Christ brings. And so just submitting to Him and He indwells you, you just ask for it. I think the thing that the Lord is teaching me personally is that I need to verbally ask these things. The word says, I have not because I ask not. And so if you want that, the Holy Spirit, then just ask for it. And he will give you that power. He will give you the Spirit. And so guys, who wants that? If you already have that, then praise God. But if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then ask for it. The third thing, study God's word, guys. I believe that this is the most powerful tool a believer has, is God's words. As Psalm 119:105 105 says, Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. What does that mean? If you want to be led by God, then study his word. Let him lead you into the path that he has for you. Fourthly, prayer. This is, I believe, the second most powerful tool a believer has. Going directly to the throne of God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Fifthly, focus on things from above and walk by faith. Instead of focusing on the things that you see, focus on the things above. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So the things that you are seeing, those are just temporary. But the things that you're thinking of above, those are eternal. So think of things that are above. Paul also wrote, says, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. We need to think of things above. If we want to be led by the Holy Spirit, if we want to be led to these different areas that God is leading us, may we think of things above and not on the things of the earth. For we walk by faith and not by sight. According to 2 Corinthians 5.7. Hebrews 10.38, going along with the idea of walking by faith, says this, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Think of those words, you guys, by the Lord. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So we must walk by faith. We must live by faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is, you guys. And so to be led by the Holy Spirit, you must have faith in the Holy Spirit. To be led by the Holy Spirit, you must have faith in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not different from Jesus. It's not different from God. He is God. Okay? If there is no faith, the Spirit of God, then there is no leading because your flesh is needing to see before you move. Move by faith and not by sight. So as a conclusion of these first five verses, Jesus was not concerned with borders. Jesus was concerned about doing his father's business. Jesus would go where he was not supposed to go. Why? Because again, the people needed to hear about him. So when the flesh tells you don't go there there's a good chance that the Spirit wants you to go there. And I'm going to share a quick story. It reminds me of a brother named Daniel who has a ministry to Muslims. And he went to Dearborn, Michigan, which is like the capital in the United States for the Muslim religion, okay? And he went with his team, and he goes into this area, and he asks the local people, where should I go, okay? And they say, you can go all over here, but do not go over to these two neighborhoods, because the cops don't even go there to respond, okay? Don't go there. And guess what? He says, I guess I need to go there. (laughs) And so he goes over there, and he starts witnessing and sharing, and he goes to a mosque, and the leader of the mosque invites him in, and he gives him the, I guess the pulpit, the stage to share what he believed, And so in the mosque, he preached Jesus Christ. That's in a Muslim mosque, you guys. So if he would have been concerned with the borders of not going into those things, he would have missed out. That doesn't mean that God would have missed out, because he would have chose somebody else. Because God is going to fulfill his will. But be a part of the blessing don't limit yourselves because God wants to do great and mighty things in and through you because there are no borders with God. And if there's borders in your heart, then today is the day to surrender those to Jesus Christ. We need to have a heart of Abraham, Jacob, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, and Jeremiah. And that heart is this, here I am. I will go and do whatever you ask, O God.
0: That's all the time we have for today on Grace to the Hearers. Thank you for joining us for our verse-by-verse study through the book of John. Pastor Eric Kluth will continue this series on the next edition of Grace to the Hearers. But right now, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message free of charge. Just send us an email at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Be sure to mention today's date. We'd also like to invite you to learn more about Grace to the Hearers by visiting our website at gracetothehearers.com. You'll discover Pastor Eric's heart for this ministry and also find out about more places you can listen to sound biblical teachings like this one. There are also resources available to enhance your own time studying the Word of God. That's all at gracetothehearers.com. While we are so blessed to be able to share God's Word with you, we hope that it's not your only source of spiritual nourishment. The Bible reminds us frequently of the importance of a church community, and we also encourage you to find a church family to support you in your walk with Jesus. If you happen to be in the Coolidge area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m., and you'll find our location information and directions at our website, GraceToTheHearers.com. We do hope you've been blessed by Pastor Eric's message today from the Book of John. Join us again as we continue to look deeper into the Word, right here on Grace To The Hearers.